Thanks for joining us online today. We are really glad you're here. Core Church is a place of hope, healing, peace, and purpose. And if you don't have a church home, we'd love for you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. And if we can help you in any way through prayer or support, we want to encourage you to use the links that are in the description. Thanks for joining us, and we pray this message both encourages and inspires you. Oh, I, I, I don't know what that was all about. I was having fun. I don't know if y'all are. I'm out of breath, and I got to preach. So um, I love going to concerts. I love bouncing. Some of you are not bouncers. In the bouncers in the house? Any bouncers in the house? Not club bouncers. I'm just talking about like you're a bouncer. Hey, seriously, though, I want the band to come on, come on out here. And we just, I've never done this before, but can you guys all come out here and just form a line and just take a bow at how hard you guys have worked over the last month? The talent that God has given to us here at Core Church. We want to honor you guys. I, I mean, we are just so, can we just, come on, can you just honor them and thank them for, we are so blessed. Oh my goodness, that's how a band does it right there, yeah. Such a fun series. Um, if you are new to Core Church, welcome uh, it's, uh, it's like this every week, so you need to come back next week as well. Um, I'm seriously like out of breath. Um, no, glad you're here, and we are in a series called Playlist, and if you're new, my uh, background for years before I was in uh, full-time vocational ministry, I did morning shows on the radio here in Tulsa, and so these songs that we do are just some of our favorite songs from the radio and we just love to see what God has to say about these songs. That God, um, God speaks through our culture. I love how Jesus in scripture used culture. He used the things around him. He'd point at things. He'd talk about things that were going on in the world. And he'd say, and this is what the kingdom of God is like. And so that's what we're really doing in this series is we're taking the things of our world that are searching. Like all of these songs that we all love so much it's really the cry of our heart because we're searching and we're looking and the answer is always Jesus all the time. Like I, every time I get up here to preach, I try to find a unique way to craft all of this, but the gospel is the gospel. And as you will see again today, it'll all come back to, and the answer is, so you know, like I'm way overpaid and anybody could do this. If you follow Jesus, you you equip to share the gospel. You just point people in your life to Jesus. So we take these songs and kind of filter them through the scriptures to see what God has to say. It's our anniversary month. Core Church is 11. Can we honor God for 11 years of ministry? And if you don't know our, our history before Core Church, I would encourage you after service, come find Laura and I. We would love to share with you our journey because it is a fabulous journey over many decades of how we've all come together to be in this moment together to worship the Lord. If you've got a Bible, let's go to John's Gospel, John chapter 12. So in this series and during our anniversary if you're new, this is a great time to be here because uh, we look at what I call our MVPs, our, our mission, our values, and our practices. 
In fact, our core groups are on the final week of looking at the last two core practices. So in your groups this week, you're going to be talking about our final two practices that we live out. How do we live out this gospel? How do we live out this walk with Jesus? And I love what's happening in our groups right now. I love the discussion that's taken place uh, during what we call core growth. And everything we do here at Core Church is based on scripture. It's not something that we just kind of came up with or we saw another church doing something great and said, let's do that. We just look at the scriptures, which is honestly what I think almost every church does. So if you wonder, are there good churches? Man, there are good churches everywhere, everywhere. Just God has you landed here and you gotta land in one of them because you need a family. Think about it, there's families everywhere, right? Families all over this city. Could you imagine hopping from family to family every week? Yeah, I'm not really into this family right now. I don't like, really like the way my dad's talking to me right now, so I'm gonna head over to this family right now. Of course, most of us did that as teenagers, didn't we? Did we not? I don't like what mom and dad are saying, so I'm gonna go down to my buddy's house where mom will always talk nice to me. So guess what? If you're hopping church to church, you've not grown up spiritually. Oh, did he just say that? I, that was not in rehearsal, so I, it's totally, but it's true. When you mature in Christ, you set your feet down, you lock arms with people, and you say, come what may, we are family. Right? Isn't that how, isn't that how a healthy family operates? Works together, just through the good, through the bad. That's who we are at Core Church, so if you are new, we are glad you are here, and we want this to be your family. So everything we do is based off of what Jesus said when a, a religious leader came to him and said, hey, there's a whole lot of things that the scriptures tell us to do. What are we supposed to be doing? And Jesus in his wisdom said this in Matthew 22. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. What does it mean to follow Jesus? That's it right there. It's something we say every week. At the core of who we are is loving God and loving people. That's why we exist. It's why we're here. And it's where we get our, our four core values. We say these uh, values with me, hope for the heart, healing for the soul, peace of mind, and purpose in the world. All of those are found in Jesus. And today I want to talk to you about purpose in the world and how purpose, your purpose, is found in Jesus. So John's gospel, chapter 12 if you're new to these scriptures, John was one of the disciples of Jesus. And so what this account is, is him writing down the stories of walking with Jesus all these years. And in this particular part of his uh, letter that he wrote is this gospel that we call the Gospel of John. It's near the end of Jesus' life, right before he's gonna go to the cross. And this is actually the final words that Jesus says in his public ministry. So after this, he will just gather with only his disciples, but he's standing with the public. And these are some of the final words he says. In John chapter 12, go to verse 35. So I read out of the New Living Translation. If you don't have a Bible, we've got them in the lobby along with some journals and our Lord's Prayer Guide so you can begin to study God's Word. But if you don't have a Bible, you can also download Version or a Bible Hub. Those are great apps that I would recommend as well. I use those almost every day. So John... Chapter 12 and verse 35. So Jesus said this, my light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can so the darkness will not overtake you. 
Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. And after saying these things, Jesus went away and he was hidden from them. Let's talk about purpose in the world. Will you pray with me? Father, so grateful for this church body and thankful for your spirit that's here today. I know you're speaking already in this place. It's such a fun place to worship. Thank you for this family. Here we stand, God, after 11 years together. And you are so faithful to us. And we know you're gonna continue to be faithful. As we approach the word of God, I just wanna ask you right now in this moment, just, just speak to God. Say, God, I know you're gonna be faithful to me. And I trust you're gonna speak to me and give me a little guidance today. In Jesus' name, and the church said, amen. You may be seated. Hey, how about Stan, huh? God, just rocking it out and then uh, <laughs> should have him play the whole time. Like, and then he's back there just kind of chilling on the keys. The talent we have here is just crazy. Uh, I think one of the, um, one of the most um, disorienting things is to wake up in the middle of the night to a cry, when you hear a cry, because it's so disoriented, and depending on your stage of life, that cry can be a child or it can be your bladder. <laughs> Just all depends. But uh, either way, you're getting up, right? I mean, and, and you're just disoriented because you're kind of half awake and, or uh, if you're married, you're pretending like you're asleep. Anybody? You pretend like you're asleep, hoping your spouse will get up for that crying child. And you're like, oh, honey, I, I didn't even know that was happening. But you know that um, you got to get up and you know that you should probably turn a light on so you can navigate, right, to where you're going. But we're way smarter than that, aren't we? way more brilliant than that, and so we don't turn on the light, but we know that waiting out there in the dark is Legoland. And I'm not talking about the amusement park. I'm just talking about if you, anybody with kids. How many of you have kids? Um, yeah, okay, some of you have kids. The Legos that are waiting out there for you. So what is up with that? You tell them they go right here in this box, in this room, in this place, but somehow they end up everywhere. I mean, I am constantly talking to Aunt Mary about this all the time. I've, I told you once, I've told you hundreds of times, but she's like, oh no, I'm working on my Millennium Falcon, you know, and so, okay, whatever, you know, and, but I am grateful for her lightsaber, though, because I can navigate the dark, you know, I can navigate through the dark with, with that bad boy. But, but then you got to get up and you got to try to navigate your way. And we all have different ways of navigating the dark. Anybody like me where you're one of these, you put your hands out feeling for something out there because you don't want to you don't want to catch the door frame right here in the middle of your forehead so you're feeling like this or maybe you're like Laura Laura gets up with great confidence she she's just out of that bed if she hears a crying child or a crying bladder either one uh, she's like I'm up and she's going to kill me for saying that part of the the bladder part of it. But she gets up and she's got that kind of half awake Frankenstein walk. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where she's just like, oh, 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 oh. 
She doesn't know that I see that when I'm pretending to be asleep. That is just... But you get up and you're like, I got this, right? I know where I'm going. I know what's, and then bam, right? Suddenly you find yourself in the middle of like a Samuel L. Jackson movie because words are coming out of your mouth that you thought you would never speak. Oh my goodness. This is how so many people navigate through life. They are stumbling around in the dark. Their life has no sense of purpose, no meaning, and they don't know why. This is what I love about the words of Jesus here in John's gospel because Jesus tells us where to find purpose and meaning. Where is it found? It's found in him. Look at verse 35. He says, walk in the light. Turn to somebody and tell them purpose is found in the light. Purpose is found in the light. That's where purpose is found, in the light of Christ. He says, walk in the light while you, while you can so the darkness is, will not overtake you. And say this next part with me. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. It's like the lyrics of the song we just heard. Give me a word, give me a sign. Show me where to look. And, and this can happen to those who follow Jesus. We start out walking in the light. Like we're, we're, we've, we've experienced the salvation and mercy and grace and the kindness of God and we are, we are immersed in the light of Christ and, and then we get comfortable and we get, we get complacent and we begin to drift from that light or, 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 or we get discouraged Things aren't going as you thought they would as you walked in the light and so you slowly back out of the light. Or you get distracted. You were, you were focused on the light, but now there's the things of this, this world that occupy more of my time than, than, the, than the light of Christ. And Jesus says, walk in the light. And before we know it, the, the, the light that once illuminated our life, we have drifted into a place where we have allowed our eyes to adjust to the dark. And we think, I, 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 I'm good. I mean, I don't have to be in church every Sunday. I mean, I know, I know what to do. I, I, I know the way to, I know the word of God. I've heard this scripture many times. I don't have to read the Bible every day. I mean, I don't, I don't need to be in a core group. I know you talk about the eight practices. I'm, I mean, I know the practices and the things I'm, I'm supposed to do. And what happens is we slowly drift from the light and our eyes adjust. And then, bam, life hits hard. And as Jesus says here, darkness overtakes them. They say it takes about two hours for our eyes to actually adjust to the dark. I didn't know that. Two hours. And then your eyes actually never, ever fully adjust to the dark. In, in fact, they, they say it's, it's just the, the lowest quality of vision that you can settle for because everything's kind of gray 
and there's no colors. Okay, I don't know why, I've never thought about that. Like when you're looking at things in the dark, there's, there's no colors. Like reds are kind of, you know, grayish and blues are kind of black, but you, you can't see color. I think many followers of Jesus have settled for a life of no color. They've allowed their eyes to adjust to the dark and and they've settled for a lower quality of life and light. Instead of walking in the light, they've allowed their eyes to adjust to the dark and they think they're okay, but they have no color and only limited visibility for anything in their lives, and they're wondering why. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Christian, but my life is, heh. It's not what I hear. It's not what we sing. It's not what I hear other people talk about, but my life isn't what is happening here. I think it's because we've allowed our eyes to adjust to the dark. I'd like for you to write this down. If you're new, there are sermon notes in your chair back, but write this down. Am I walking in the light or have my eyes adjusted to the dark? Am I walking in the light or have my eyes adjusted to the dark? Because Jesus gives us an opportunity to walk in the light and experience the full colors of light. This is, this is what he talks about in John 8, 12. He says, I am the light of the world. And say this part with me, what? If you follow me. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you're gonna have the light that leads to life. Now notice here, he, he didn't say, hey, if I follow you, if I follow you, you'll have the light that leads to light. No, 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 he says, if you, if you follow me, I think one of the reasons that we don't have the life that we desire is because truthfully, I want Jesus to follow me. We don't walk in the light. We just want to use the light. We want to use the light of Christ kind of like um, flashlights and fireworks. I, I love the 4th of July. I love blowing stuff up. I love the colors of it. Anybody, you love blowing stuff up, especially if it's other people's money. Isn't it even better when it's somebody else's money that you're blowing up at the time? So I figured out a long time ago because I'm broke and I never have money to buy the good stuff is I'm inviting people all the time for the fourth because I know they're gonna bring the good stuff. So I invite specific people that I know have money and at least more money than me. They think I like them as a friend, but I'm like, no, the neighbor... The neighbor thinks that, man, wow, Brad really connects with me. No, I just saw the car you drive, and I need you to come over. And so everybody brings their fireworks. So so that's not true. Some of you are looking at me like, is that really true? Because I've been there for the fourth. Is that really true? No, it's not. I'm I'm kidding. Sort of. Uh, So this past fourth, um, all the neighbors, we invite all the neighbors. So it's a huge block party. We have food and all this. And then it comes time to blow stuff up. And, and this, this time um, I invited Jerry and Kat over. So Jerry, Kat, wave. Jerry's Jerry and Kat, come on, give them some love right there. Yeah, so uh, Jerry and Kat, I invited over. And uh, so Jerry shows up and he's like, Brad, I've got a homemade mortar kit. 
And I'm thinking, if we were at your house, this would be awesome that you're at my house. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he shows it to me, and he's got a piece of plywood, and he's like, no, I screwed everything down, and he's got the fuses running, duct tape on them, and he sees I legitimately have a nervous look on my face, okay? Because he's like, man, this is really going to blow stuff up. This is going to be awesome. And I'm like, and he looks at me, he realizes I'm nervous, and he goes, oh, no, 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 it's perfectly safe. I YouTubed it. Oh, well, then, what was I thinking? So anyway, we get to this part, and we put them out on the streets, and I mean, when we let these things off, the concrete and house was shaking. Like, I think this is how Jesus was resurrected from the dead. That's, it was loud, and I mean, colorful, and set my tree on fire. Like, no, really, like, look, this set my tree on fire. This is me trying to put the tree out. That's Jerry in the red, white, and blue shirt apologizing. Sorry, 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 sorry. Don't call 911. Sorry, sorry. But I think this is, this is how some people approach the light of Christ. Man, I want the boom. I want the noise. I want the lights. I, I want the goosebumps. I want the wow. And that's, that's here, and then it's gone. You wonder, what is this thing? What I thought Jesus was, it's because you're, you're treating the light like a firework. Some of us treat it more like a flashlight. Anybody remember real flashlights, those of us from the 1900s? Anybody? When the power went out, you had to go to the junk drawer, hope the batteries were good. Anybody remember this? Popping that, yeah, Anybody? Those of you ain't born in the 1900s, I'm sorry. That's I apologize for that. But, the, you know, but, then, but now you, you got a flashlight in your pocket. Anybody from the 1900s forget that you got a flashlight in your pocket? Every once in a while, I just kind of forget. Oh, wait, it's right there on my phone. And, and what's great is, like, I have a flashlight on me every, whenever I need it. That's how some people treat Jesus and the light of Christ. Well, he's there in my pocket whenever I need him. Heaven, I need your light to shine down on, on my job because I'm really struggling. So if you, could just, if you could just illuminate that, if you could just fix that for me. Heaven, I, I need you, if you just shine your light down on, on my family because my kids or my spouse or this relationship I'm involved in, it's, go, it's going south. I don't think we're gonna stay together. We, could you shine, shine your light down on that? Heaven, oh man, pay, you, you sit down to pay the bills. Come on, somebody. That's when heaven shine your light down right now on this, I've got, I've, got, I've got these hopes, I've got these dreams, these things I, I wanna do, and, and heaven, if you just shine your light, light here, and, and we treat the light of Christ like fireworks and flashlights. If you're taking notes, write this down. To walk in the light of Christ is to be immersed in the light of Christ. To walk in the light of Christ is to be fully immersed in the light of Christ, where it completely overwhelms you, it surrounds you, it's, it's living in his purposes for his plans, for him to be glorified, living in his kingdom, not asking him to build my kingdom, that he would receive all glory and he would receive all honor, that his name would be lifted high. Can somebody say amen to that? 
That, that's, that's who we are as followers of Jesus. We are called to be immersed in the light of Christ. Solomon, the son of King David, he wrote many of the Proverbs, and he said this in Proverbs 4.18, the, the way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn. And say this with me, which shines even brighter until the full light of day. Most of you know how much I, I love sunrises and sunsets, and I prefer sunrises because I think sunsets are for lazy people. Uh, it's just, come on, get up, get up, you're gonna miss it. I mean, I love a good sunrise because if I can get up before the sun gets up, I know the day is chasing me, I ain't chasing it. I just love that. And so I love this time of year because the, the clock, you, you know, here in a few weeks, we're gonna be setting the clock, fall Back, we're falling back, whichever one we do. But you know, right now it's darker, you know, longer in the mornings. And so I got here to the church this week and it was dark and then the sun started to come up and I went outside and I, this was the sunrise that I started to capture. I just stood there in that parking lot and I don't know, you know what I'm talking about? Like it's crisp. It's that crisp, clean time of the morning where you can feel just it's cool, but you know that sun, that sun's starting to come. And then, so it came up and then it, and then it kept coming up. And what's interesting about the sun, it wasn't like it got to this point and went, that's all you get. Uh-uh, no more. Hope you enjoyed it. Back down I go. No, it, it kept coming and it kept coming warmer and warmer until it was in the full light of day. And I just stood there with that sun just beaming on me, feeling the warmth of the glow of the sun. As followers of Jesus, you were created for sunrises, not sunsets. Are you living your life like a sunrise, or are you living it like a, a sunset? Because when you walk in the light of Christ, you are literally walking into the light of Christ. Each and every day, things get a little bit brighter, a little bit clearer, a little bit more hope, a little bit more understanding, a little bit more purpose until you're standing in the full light of day. Are you living like life is a sunrise or you live like it's a sunset? Come on, child of God. If you're a child of God, you're a child of the light. You weren't meant to live your life like the sun is gonna go down on you. That is not who Jesus is. So many of us live as if the sun is gonna set on us when God says, no, 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 it's gonna keep rising and keep rising and keep rising until the full light of day, until you are fully immersed in his light and in his love. Somebody say amen to that. That's our God. Turn to somebody, encourage them right now, tell them that's our God. That is our God. That's who he is. My coach, Terry Walling, and my mentor, Dave Jewett, both tell me the exact same thing, and they say it to me quite often, and they say that as followers of Jesus, our responsibility is simply to abide. If you wonder how to figure out your purpose, why am I here, what am I supposed to be doing, 
These guys drive me nuts because I ask them those questions. What should I do next? What do you think about this? And their answer to me every time is abide. Abide in the light. In other words, walk in the light. And when you begin to walk in the light of Christ, his purposes and his plans become clearer and clearer until the full light of day. But then Jesus says we can't just walk in the light unless we trust in the light. Look what he says in verse 36. He says, put your trust in the light. Turn to somebody and ask him this question. Do you fully trust God? Do you fully trust God? Jesus says, put your trust in the light. That's him. While there is still time, then you will become children of the light. Think about this. We pursue what we trust. We pursue what we trust. What, what light are you pursuing? Our culture is obsessed with better and more. Man, if I could just get a better job, if I could just get a better car, if I could just get my kids on a better team, then, then you get those things, then you're like, well, if I could just get my, if my kid could just get more playing time. No parents ever said that, right? If, if, if I could just... If I could just get more, just a little more money, if I could just get a, a few more likes, and we believe somehow that if I get those things, then I'm gonna have purpose and meaning, and my life is going to find fulfillment, but it doesn't because you get it, but remember, everything is wired in you and in our culture for better and for more, and it never ends. Because you get it, and then you have to have better than that. You get it, and you have to have more than that. Can I tell you, there's nothing better than Christ, and you need nothing more than Christ in your life. That is all you need. Write this down if you're taking notes. Here's a question I'd like for you to kind of wrestle with today, maybe, um, or this week. Am I trusting in the light? Or have my eyes adjusted to the dark? Am I trusting in the light? Or have my eyes adjusted to the dark? What's crazy is all those things that I mentioned earlier, in God's kingdom, those are just participation trophies. That's all those things are. And as a follower of Jesus, if you can keep that in perspective, you will have a healthy relationship with Jesus. It's not that God says, I don't want you to have any of those things or you can't have any of those things. Or, but what he's saying is, what you, why are you settling for that when I have so much more? Encourage somebody in front of you and behind you and tell them, don't settle for a participation trophy. Don't settle for a participation trophy. I mean, just why settle? I mean, those of you parents, anybody, any, any young people who have ever been on a team anywhere, you know when they give you that participation trophy, you know it's a big lie right? They try to parade you up, and they tell you your name, and they hand you that, and the kid knows it, the parent knows it, the coach knows it, the people in the league know it. I don't even know why they hand those dumb things out, because everybody knows this don't mean nothing. They're just trying to pacify me and make me feel good about myself. Come on, somebody. The things that you're pursuing in this life are participation trophies. This world, the enemy, you have an enemy. He's working against you. He just wants to pacify you. He wants to try to make you think, well, it's, it's okay. 
This is good, just settle, settle for this. But Paul says in his letter to the Corinthians, he says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. All athletes are disciplined in their training. So Isaac is here. He's supposed to be in kids' church, and I coach him in basketball. Did you catch that? Eric, could you write that down? Because I coach him. He needs to know that. All athletes are disciplined disciplined in their training. Say it with your dad, and then repeat it, and we'll pick that up at practice next week. Okay. Discipline. You ever, you ever try to coach nine-year-olds? Oh, you're 10 now, aren't you? Yeah, oh, sorry. He's 10. It's my bad. Totally mature. Totally mature now. What was, my, what was I thinking there? 1 Corinthians 9 says this, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will what? Fade away. Everything is going to fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. Say verse 26 with me. So I run with purpose in every step. Are you running with purpose in every step? Is your life so focused on the light of Christ and being immersed in the, in the light of Christ that every single step of every single day, you know I am walking in the purposes of Jesus? Is that your life? Is that your confidence? Then my challenge to you is don't let your eyes adjust to the dark. Because if that's not your story, that's what's happened. I want to encourage you to walk to the light. Write this down. The light you pursue, you pursue will become the purpose you live. The light you pursue, that's going to become the purpose you live. And Jesus says our purpose here in, in verse 36 is to be children of the light. If you want to know what your purpose in life is, if you want to know why you're here, why you exist, you exist simply to be a child of God. That's why you're here. You are a child of the light, but that's not all. You're here to shine that light in a dark world. We're not here to keep the light to ourselves. We're here to take it into our world, to our neighborhoods, to our workplaces, on our campus, on our ball fields, in our apartment communities. Wherever you gather with people, is your light shining in such a way that people are drawn to it? What is it about you? Do people ever ask you about the hope you have in Jesus? Has anyone ever come to you and said, hey, something's different about you. I'm dealing with this, and I was just wondering, I know you kind of, I think you go to church, and I've heard you talk about different, could, could, could you pray for me? Could you, I don't, I don't know what to do here. Could you, could you help me with this? And I would tell you, if no one has ever asked you about your faith ever in the history of your time of walking with Jesus, I wonder, have your eyes adjusted to the dark. Because when you're living as a child of God and you are immersed in the light of Christ, it will radiate out of you in such a way that you won't be able to contain it. Does that make sense? Like when you are full on for Jesus, when you are so passionate for him, you aren't gonna have to put together a script on how to lead somebody to Jesus. Because it's just gonna resonate out of you and people are gonna see it within you and they're gonna come to you and they're gonna find you and they're gonna say, hey, could you help me with this? So that's my challenge to you today is to live as a child of light because Jesus says in verse 46, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world. 
This was Jesus' sole purpose, and this is our purpose. This is why we exist. It's how we started this morning. As I said, at the core of who we are is what? Loving God and loving people. At the core of who we are is what? Loving God and loving people. This is why we exist. This is who we are. My challenge to you is walk in the light. Trust in the light. Well, what if we made it our prayer, heaven, let your light shine down on me and through me. Would you pray with me this morning? Let's bow our heads, and I just want to give you an opportunity just to speak for just a moment with, with Jesus. And What is it today that he's talking to you about when it comes to the light? Maybe there's an area in your walk with him where you recognize the light's getting dimmer. You, you say, man, I, I've gotten distracted, or I've gotten discouraged, or I've gotten complacent, gotten comfortable. Just talk to him about that for a moment. Maybe you need to have a moment where you just repent of that. God, I'm not walking in the light. God, no one's ever asked me about my faith, ever. That scares me, God. I, why, why has no one ever asked me about my faith? Maybe in this moment is where you just need to say, not God, help me to reach other people, but God, help me to be immersed in your light. See, it's not so much about reaching others as it is about the light of Christ being so illuminated in you that it radiates from you. Ask for that light just in this moment. Say, I surrender the world. I surrender the things of this world. I'm going to walk in the light. And I'm going to trust as I walk in that light that that sun's just going to keep coming up and keep coming up and keep coming up and keep coming up until I'm walking in the full light of the love of your son. Maybe today, you need hope. Maybe you're walking in the light and you're just like, I, it's a really hopeless situation that you're facing right now and you just don't have answers. My answer to you is just abide. What, what if you just gave that to Jesus and said, okay, I'm, I'm so tired, God. And I don't know when this is gonna change or if it ever will change. But I choose to abide. I choose to abide in the light and trust you. Maybe today you need healing for your soul. Maybe you've been walking in darkness. Maybe, maybe you've never made a commitment to follow Jesus. I want to tell you that his grace and his mercy are free and it's available right now and all you have to do is call out the name of Jesus and just say, Jesus, will you forgive me? And he says, yes, I will. I'm gonna take your sin, I'm gonna take your shame, I'm gonna take your brokenness and, I, and I'm, I, I took it all at the cross for you. You don't have to do anything but just receive 
That's the love of God. You don't work for it. You don't earn it. He says, receive it right now. So if you need the forgiveness of Jesus, you receive that right now in the name of Jesus. Mercy and grace are yours. Or maybe you're walking and you've walked in the light, but maybe you've been stumbling around a little bit and there's some things you need to repent of. I want to encourage you to do that, to just lay down your life to him and say, God, this area, I need you to forgive me for this, the way I treated this person, this thing that I did, this thought that I had, this lifestyle that I'm living. I need you to forgive me and I need you to make me new. I need your light to shine on that. Or if you need peace today, just ask him for that. That's the beauty of the light of Christ. His light is peace. Just let us let the light of Christ immerse. Just, just envision right now that your eyes are closed and the sun is rising. And you feel the warmth of Jesus. You feel his presence surrounding you. That is peace. No matter what's happening, he is with me. Father, thank you for what you're doing in this room today, forgiveness that you're bringing, hope that you're bringing, purpose and meaning in people's lives. And I thank you for your light that is shining in this room right now. We receive your light. We choose to walk in your light in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. We hope this message today has encouraged and inspired you. If you don't have a church home, we'd love for you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. And if we can support you or encourage you or help you in any way, please use any of the links that are in the description. Thanks again for joining us online. We pray you have a great week.